with that because he's barely off the road is he? Well, Roman Grosjean uh, makes his pit stop and they're all pitting Martin a little earlier than the teams have predicted. Something slow here isn't it? Something horribly slow on this pit stop left front won't go on not another pit stop drama for Haas in Australia. Oh look here he comes he's getting closer Max Verstappen and Sebastian Vettel he almost almost was alongside the Ferrari but now gets a really good getaway from turn two and, and he is wheel to wheel with DRS down towards turn three Max Verstappen moves up into third place it was tight but he's managed to squeeze that Red Bull through and ahead of the Ferrari Sebastian Vettel down to fourth well as Bottas does get the new fastest lap and we set the final lap start the final lap of this race He's refreshed himself over the winter after a disappointing end to the campaign. He got seven second places during the course of 2018. But when he sees the chequered flag, he knows that he's the number one in Albert Park today. It's Valtteri Bottas who wins the Australian Grand Prix. And he wins it by a distance. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to the first edition of the Q3 podcast for 2019. We are reviewing the Australian Grand Prix and I am Ben joined by James as always. James, how are we? I'm a bit sad the Grand Prix is over. Bit it's sad like, but a bit happy because this is our first edition for I the know, season. Season 2. Season of two this podcast and proper, we're going through proper. the full year this yeah, year. It wasn't like you know we we, we kind of slacked off last year. Well, we started late and yeah. it was kind of hard to keep the momentum. But we're, we're here now. We're here, even though we are a week late. But we will give you a rundown of the Australian Grand Prix because, of course, that took place yesterday at the time of recording. Because we are here on a Monday night in the New Sin Studios. How good are they? Which is fantastic. They're very uh, slick. Very slick. Very sleek, like very um, niche as well. It's just niche. nice, clean, dark, light where you need it. W- it's fantastic. Would you say bougie as well? Bougie? Potentially. Potentially. Anyway, so the Australian Grand Prix was run and done. And right now, we will give you a race recap. Alrighty, so going through the top 10 standings of yesterday's results, we've got Bodas coming in with the chocolates, posting another fastest lap as well. So with the new system of getting a point um, added to your point tally in another race uh, with fastest lap, we posted a 125.27. We had Hamilton coming in second, Verstappen in third. I believe it's Honda's uh, first uh, yeah, podium we'll, finish we'll since 2008. Mm-hmm. And then we had Vettel in fourth, Leclerc in fifth, first race for his new team. Magnussen solid for a sixth in the Haas. Uh, I think we'll get to that later because I'm a bit impressed by this team. Uh, we got Hulkenberg in seventh, Raikkonen in eighth. Uh, hang on. Oh, my God. Lance Stroll There ninth. we go. I'm, I'm colorblind. And tenth is Daniel Kvyat. I think one note, even though this is outside the top ten, but Pierre Gasly. In the Red Bull, finished in 11th. So that will be another talking point that we'll get into. But just of note from that race recap and the finishing results, I mean, Valtteri Bottas winning from second on the grid, 
had the head start on Hamilton. Yep. Hamilton obviously had the better group position, finishing in pole, which was his was it his sixth in Australia? Eighth. 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 Eighth at Australia. Um, and obviously he got it last year as well. So that was phenomenal from Hamilton, but had a bit of a shocking start. I think there was a little bit of a, a wheel spin. Yeah, it was, uh, which, um, which caused and was able to enable, sorry, Valtteri Bottas what to a start get the Bottas, head start. Though. But from then on in, he never looked in doubt. Nah. He got a second lead after the first lap and yep. just built on that lead from then on in. I mean, he finished a clear 20 seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, another interesting stat with uh, going from pole positions, the only one out of seven Grand Prix, uh, the pole position starter has won the race. In Australia, so the past mm. seven Australian Grand Prix, only one time the pole position start has gone on to hold his position. Yep, because of course is, um, we remember from last year, yep. Hamilton getting pole and then Sebastian Vettel winning from third position. Um, that was pretty clutch. That was very clutch. Very clutch. Anyway, speaking of uh, Sebastian Vettel and Ferrari, neither Ferrari driver were actually able to get their car onto the podium after a very, very strong pre-season. Many saying that Ferrari are going to be the team to beat this year because they were consistently the quickest car going through pre-season. They got almost the most laps. I believe it was Mercedes who ended up getting the most laps because they were just going for reliability rather than timing. Exactly. So for them not to get a car on the podium, that will be something we'll be discussing later on. But I mean, think if you're Ferrari, first race of the season... I mean, is that worrying signs? What do you reckon, mate? Oh, I, I, you, you can't say anything else but that because, mm. I mean, you know, you're, you're expecting to run for the championship this year, you know? Yeah. Leclerc, in odds, he's second favourite to win the whole championship, mm. you know? And then you're coming in with uh, the team boss saying to Leclerc, you can't overtake Vettel, yet he's obviously the faster car. Mm. And, you know, well, I was listening to it on track and I'm like, surely not. Yeah, surely this is because like he was he was flying, and there was some Vettel um, in the team radio was like, "Why are we so slow? Like, what's going on?" And they had no clue why they were so slow. And then Leclerc just keeps going and going and going, and they just kind of pulled his leash back and said, "No, no, no, you're not going." Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other podium, of course, was Red Bull um, with Max Verstappen getting Honda their first race lead. Uh, leading a race, I think he was leading on about lap 28, 29, yeah. as well as their first podium since 2008, which was the last time they were into the sport. So a very positive start to their new partnership with Red Bull. Um, Hass and Renault, they appear to be the front runners in otherwise heavily contested mid-pack. Of course, Kevin Magnussen finishing in sixth position and Nico Hülkenberg coming in seventh position. So Haas and Renault respectively occupying those spots. Speaking of Renault, uh, hometown hero Daniel Ricciardo, of course, he lost, unfortunately, <sighs> his front wig before the opening a corner, ruining his race. He retired on lap 27, 28. And then Williams' woes continues. Plum last. Yeah. Well off the pace. Um, I mean, there's not much we can say. Are they going to um, fold? Who knows? I mean, Kibitza, Kibitza finished three laps off the pace. George Russell, two laps off the pace. 16th and 17th, respectively. I've got no clue what's wrong with Kibitza. It's not Kibitza. No, have you seen what he was doing? In practice, in free practice two, uh, he hit the wall like hit three wall, times. And he hit the wall going into the, the pit lane yeah. as well. What What's going on? Like, Well, he's never. I don't think he's going to be the same driver as he was I mean, but, you when know, he suffers like, injuries like that. But... 
Yeah. You know, if if you're going to be selected by a team to replace like Sorotkin, mm. you know, what's it's, it's 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 a pretty easy you know seat to fill. Uh, you know, Should without... be a pretty easy seat to fill, but then again, no seat is easy to fill in Formula One. Yeah, correct. Uh, fair the, enough. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Anyway, let's hear uh, from the top three drivers. Of course, they were Valtteri Bottas, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Valtteri, Valtteri, Valtteri. What has changed since the winter break? Something, obviously. Honestly, I, if I could explain, I, I would like to, but uh, I can't. It was magnificent to watch you. You got your mojo back. Talk us through the race. Uh, are there words to describe it? Uh, I think the, um, the race start was really the key to get into the lead because obviously I did have the, the, the pace was really strong. So otherwise, if I would have been behind other cars, uh, would have been wasted. So um, I'm glad I get, got to the lead and got to show what I had. And um, I truly just enjoyed it. It was all kind of under control. I had good feeling of the, of the both tyre compounds, what I needed to do with them to optimise them, get most out of them. And uh, also with the, with the settings of the car, I was really comfortable. The car was so strong, uh, so I could just do my thing. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was good fun. We heard you talking with your engineer about going for that fastest lap. Just talk us through the confusion that perhaps it presents towards the end of a race for a race leader like yourself. Uh, I think it was pretty straightforward. I mean, of course, it, it is risky to, to try and go for it with the worn tyres, um, as I did in the end. But um, I'm glad we did because um, it's an extra point. Of course, if you have the gap, you can also stop for a new set of tyre and go for it. But um, there's always a risk of stopping. You know, something always can go, go wrong in the pit stop. So we decided not to stop, but try it and we got it. Lewis, it obviously looks like it was all hinging on the start, this one. Was it sort of a case that once you got to the first run of pit stops, it's whole positions or were you still chasing battery down? No, no, no. Once, once, we, got through the, once we got through the first corner, it was pretty much done and dusted so it was really about just bring, bringing the car home and bagging the points really and um, naturally I had to pit a lot earlier so I had a long long stint in that second stint so uh, I just drove super super under par to, uh, to try and make sure I had tyres left at the end of the race. Were you always comfortable with Max when he was closing you down because he, he was pushing hard? And is it at least encouraging from a Mercedes point of view? I mean, you must look at the pace of the lead car and what's possible yeah, here. No, no, an incredible, incredible weekend for the team. Really, really happy. We got maximum points. And, um, and Valtteri did an exceptional job today, so congratulations to him. Max, how satisfied can you be today? Yeah, very satisfied. Um, of course, to get by a Ferrari on, on, the, on the track is not easy around here because it's just very difficult to, to, to follow in general. Um, but yeah, of course, happy to pull that move off and then also challenge Lewis for second. Um, yeah, it was, was a good feeling. Of course, um, I think there's still work to do, but to, to start the season like this in third and also the first podium for Honda in the V6 era, that, um, that's a great start. All right, those were the top three finishes from the Australian Grand Prix, and that about wraps up our race recap. We are now going to get into the major talking points from the Australian Grand Prix. All right, first up, and this is probably the most obvious one and most encouraging and light-hearted one, and that is that Bottas finally pulled through for his first win since the 2017 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. I mean, that was, of course, the penultimate race of that 2017 season. He was unable to win a race last season in 2018. He was more of a team driver last year, I think. Oh, yeah, he was more of a team driver, gave up. 
I think it was the China. Was it China? No. Yeah. Was, was no. It? Oh, no, China that he was unlucky because that was when Danny Rick yep. came through. But there's been a couple of races where he was, was told, yeah, look, Team orders. let Lewis through. And then, of course, we do remember Baku where his tyre just went. Infamous. Infamous, mate. Oh. Just went gone off he, some. He, who, he who hit a debris? debris, yeah. What, was it a Force India? I can't remember. Can't remember the I don't know was. why, but Force India sounds very familiar just because. Yeah. Well, they're not Force India anymore. They're Racing, racing Point. Point. Yeah. What are, what's Even your, what's the your official name? It's like Racing Point uh, Mercedes, uh, I don't know. Some, I think it's it's just Racing Point. Some formal that, name. Have they still... Forcing is no longer in their name, is it? No, because they are... Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, um, of course, yeah, Baku, that was probably the most unluckiest one. But he has started his 2019 campaign in superb fashion, arguably his most dominant win ever. I mean, he called it his most dominant win ever. Is he back? And can he challenge Hamilton for the title? I mean, you know, going by this race, of course he can. Like, if you can um, if you can beat the, what, four-time, five-time world championship winner, uh, you know, at the start of a race just because of a lousy wheel spin and hold him off until the very end of the race, well, you know, of course he not, can. Not only hold him off, beat him by 20 seconds. Yeah. He was... He was flying. Dominated. He lived up to his nickname of the Flying Finn, I and, would say. Exactly. Um, and I was on the radios. They, was it the, was it Toto Wolf uh, was, got on the radio and said, Valtteri, the only way you can lose this is if you run off or there's a safety car. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. I and remember watching it. I was, yeah. I was on the straight, like, you know, going really, really quickly, 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 and... I was just like, what the hell's going on? Why would you say that to a driver? Mm. Don't say the only way that you can lose is, be, th- is if think, you run I off. You should just that, say, keep going, mate. Well done. You're doing a nah, great job. That, Let's go. That, that, I'll argue that because that can work both ways. And I think the way that Toto meant was, mate, you've got this in the bag. The only way is if you either stuff up, which yeah, you're not going to okay. do because you're just dominating, <laughs> or a safety car happens. So you just keep your head down. Do you reckon he do was nothing happy? different? Yeah, you're kidding, right? I don't know. I'm, I get this feeling that he's not happy if, unless Lewis wins. Val, oh, Toto? Yeah. I just... There was something on his... Like, when... I think Whenever I've seen Hamilton win, he's gone, like, really happy. He's fist-pumping in the air. Where this one, he was just, like, content with a smile on his face. Because I think it was, like, it was so dominant. This was different. Sometimes when Hamilton wins, it's just like, yeah, look, but if he's it's won. Dom- yeah, but he was when Hamilton wins, he fist pumps the air like yeah, it's the greatest win ever. Not every single one, though. But this, this is arguably the most you dominant wanna see, race. I want to see if he has that same reaction when Bottas wins one when it's like really tight and he pulls off yeah. like a late overtake with about five laps to go, six laps to go. I reckon it'd be this one, this one, you could tell this was one at the start. As yeah. soon as he got that first place, I mean, that's it. No so, one challenged him. When he gets a one-two... Um, I think Toto Wolff's going to be pretty happy. So for you to say that, it's a bit controversial, James. Ooh. Anyway, um, sticking with Mercedes, uh, of course, there is a very well-known test driver that they've got known as Esteban The biggest Ocken. travesty of the 2017 season and yeah. 18 season yeah. that he wasn't offered a spot for this season. Yeah. What's going on, man? What's Force India, man? Of course, race for Force India, who were who are now known, of course, as Racing Point. Mr. Stroll, what but are you on, man? talking about Ocon, it was noted at the start of the season that should Valtteri Bottas fail to, I guess, not only win a race, but be, I guess, consistent and 
fight for podium finishes, fight for race wins, that Ocon will vacate or will take over his seat. Has Ocon already lost a 29 race seat at Mercedes? Oh, there's this great meme that I'm absolutely frothing about this, and it's like a... a you know, when, Would like, you like you to s- describe the word frothing for our viewers right. over in Europe? So frothing is an Australian term. Uh, it's like when you're absolutely loving it. Like you can't, you can't get anything better than this. It's just, oh, no, nothing can beat it. I'm frothing it. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good it's saying not, down here. It's, it's not frothing. It's froth with with two f's. The um the incorrect the incorrect uh, spelling uh you know adds that extra oomph to it. Yeah, so this meme is basically him blank staring um, yeah. into the abyss, and the meme is when you, the meme says when you realise that you've just lost your twenty twenty seat. So it's got him like staring into the open abyss, and then it's got another cap like another photo of him like kind of awkwardly nervously laughing. Yeah, yeah, I just realised I actually said twenty nineteen instead of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, look, I think it's a little bit too early to tell. I mean, it's only one race, but I mean the signs do look ominous. And yep. look against uh, Esteban Ocon in this case for getting a seat at Mercedes. Whether mm. he gets a seat at another team, potentially for again. Lance Stroll, Racing see you later, Point, mate. Racing Point, Racing. mate. Ra- no. All right, There's no chance Lance Stroll is leaving Racing Point. Hashtag, dad, hashtag daddy money. Yeah, his dad's what <laughs> the major <laughs> stakeholder in the company, so there's no chance that he goes. He, he could buy us, basically. I'm going to make an early call that he replaces Kibitza if Kibitza continues his ways. Nah, he wouldn't go that low. He would yeah, not go that low. What if it's the only seat available? I don't think it will be. If it's the only seat available, he goes to Williams. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, uh, final point on Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Will Mercedes allow Bottas to challenge Hamilton for the remainder of the season? Of course he will. Or are they going to try to avoid another Rosberg and Hamilton-like situation? Are you kidding? What do you That's think the, they're going to do? I love this battle of the battle of the teammates. You know, like we saw the rivalry between Weber and Vettel and the infamous uh, Malaysian Grand Prix where Vettel was ordered and demanded to not overtake Weber because Weber wanted to win the race. What was it called? It was called um, the number. They had a specific number for it. There was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was it? I, oh. It's on the tip of my tongue, I know. Um, yeah. so, and it's everyone knows the specific race because... You know, everyone from Australia, of course, you know, you want your hometown hero to win. And then when you see Vettel overtake him and then win because he's fighting for the championship and then karma comes his way and then he crashes out the next race and doesn't win the championship because of it. Like, it's the greatest thing. Multi-21. That's that it. it. Multi-21. 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 Probably like the most famous or one of the most famous uh, radio convos yep. you're ever going to remember. Or infamous, I and guess what it is And what was Vettel's excuse for, take, for leading? He didn't give me much space or something like that. Yeah, he, Come he, tried, on, he tried to put it on Weber saying he didn't give me much space. I mean, I was flying. I mean, Come on, mate. Anyway, we've, if, we've gone oh. from that. As Australian F1 supporters, we are... I guess we we don't we, we don't we don't like talking about that. Let's no, we just don't. put it that way. But uh, anyway, moving on. Um, I would. This is a hard one. If they are going to allow Bottas to challenge Hamilton, I would like them to, but I'm not sure if they are. They know what happened with Rosberg and Hamilton. Yep. So obviously, a lot of times they did crash out. So whether they want to do that again, I hope. I yep. really do hope so. I just don't know if they will. I, I just think they I still, want to see it again because that's I entertaining racing. I think they're still going to preference Hamilton. They have to. And He's the number one driver, though. Exactly. So they're going to do that. 
and that's why I don't think they are going to allow Bottas to challenge Hamilton. But the, I want them to, but I just don't think they here's, are. Here's here's the way this is going to plan out with this with this Esteban Ocon situation. They're going to say, "Oh, you didn't perform well. You, we're replacing you." When he was specifically asked to not take the lead, you, mm. like he'll he'll get into that situation where we'll, he'll be asked to leave, and his seat will be vacant because he didn't win enough races. Yet they told him not to take over. From ha- you know what I mean, so it's kind of like his hands will be tied. Uh, you know, it's it's not a good situation for Valtteri to be in at the moment. But moving on to um, you know more dire straight situations uh, in the Ferrari garage, as we were talking about earlier, they didn't uh, get on the podium yesterday, and you know they had a pretty dominant preseason. Uh, winter testing was, you know, you could say that was one of the strongest out of everyone, and you know there were certainly some teams who surprised us in winter testing. Uh, but, you know, Ferrari was just in a league of its own. But, you know, again, two drivers, fourth and fifth. Uh, and Leclerc was, again, ordered to not pass uh, the number one driver in that team, Vettel. Yet uh, Leclerc was posting quicker laps. What are your thoughts on that, Ben? In terms of not with Leclerc? Yeah. Like, what's... Why do you think... Like, do you, do you think it was the right decision for... Uh, you know, Ferrari to just say, no, you're not going to overtake, you know, Vettel, even though you're the faster car? Um, well, I mean, the race was done. So I've got no um, arguments with the way they went about it. Leclerc was being chased by no one. Vettel had no chance to get up to Hamilton. So I see the reasoning behind it. Clearly, Vettel had an issue. So they just thought, look, to stay where you are right now, there's no point really because Vettel's got an issue. He's got no chance of overtaking anyone else. If you overtake him, you're going to have no chance of overtaking anyone else. You're safe, so just stay. So I've got no issues with it. Fair enough. Yeah. I just hope that, and I think that if this were to be, say, uh, Hamilton, or no, sorry, it was Verstappen who was chasing. Uh, say Verstappen was five seconds adrift in yeah. the way that Leclerc was lapping. Easily, Ferrari would let yeah. Leclerc through. Easily. So, I don't think we should read too much into this little situation. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Back to um, Ferrari, speaking about how they had a strong pre-season. Uh, is it too early to tell that they're going to be second fiddle to Mercedes again? Not necessarily. Uh, I think, you know, they've got a strong car. I just think yesterday it was a difficult situation for them. You know, we had Verstappen, who obviously was the faster car from Vettel and you know he overtook him it was a it was a great overtake you know used DRS in the first uh, on the home straight and then you know just overtook him in the uh, second corner but you know what more can you do you, you all you can do is try to defend your position if you if you can't or you can't you know I think this was just a matter of luck in this whole situation because if you've got Vettel lining up second you know, in or first or, or wherever in the grid, and it's Mercedes Ferrari, Mercedes Ferrari. Then it's a different story, mm-hmm. because Hamilton and Vettel would be just going at it with each other. So I, I, I certainly wouldn't ride them off this early. I reckon, I reckon if we get to Baku, and they still haven't placed the podium, or they still haven't done anything out of the ordinary, I'd say then we can kind of make assumptions of how the season's going to go. Yeah, but just it looked very, very disappointing the way their race oh, pace was. Yeah. I mean, even of course we you mentioned earlier in the show about Vettel coming on the radio and saying, "Where's our pace? Our pace is gone." So, 
Um, I think you can read a little bit into it and say that Ferrari are definitely they've definitely missed the mark so yeah. far, and the Mercedes are easily in a league of their own. Well, I mean, all they've obviously practice. got two weeks to Bahrain uh, to improve it. So, of course, it is way too early to make these big assumptions. But yep. so far, it does look like Ferrari are going to be second fiddle again. Yep. As, as disappointing as it is to say, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm excited. Yep. Uh, we talked about Verstappen before and Red Bull. Honda, of course, their first podium since 2008. First yep. time that a Honda-powered car has led a race since 2008. 11 years. A long time. Uh, was the Honda move a masterstroke from Red Bull? No, oh, it was definitely smart. I mean, you know, the the Renault engine wasn't doing what anything whatsoever for them last year. Is it too early, though, to tell you that, though? Or what do we think? I mean, you, they were... No, oh, I you don't know, know man. man. Yeah, my hands like are just, tired. You've just gone saying like, "Oh, it's definitely fantastic," but then what if for the rest of the year they just turn into a rubble? You know, like yeah, okay. And then I got egg on I gotta, my face. I fair be, enough. No, yeah, I got to be the devil's I, advocate, mate. I get you. I get what you mean. But like last year, there was so many fails. I mean, how many races did they win combined? It was like three or four. I it's mean, a bit more, what, I think it might have been five or six. Ricardo won only one last year. Ricardo won two. No, he won. Yeah, he only won China. He only won China. No, he won Monaco, too. Did he win? No. Did he win? Okay. You're kidding, right? I'm. Have you not watched the Netflix documentary? No, I'm not up to that yet. Well, he won Monaco. If you haven't, please watch the Netflix documentary, F1 Drive to Survive, because it is a 10-part uh, doco, and is the greatest thing to ever grace the Netflix screen. Uh, ben, you can support me in this. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, great. That's good. Get around it. It's very Netflix serious. sponsor us. No, it'd be great. Yeah, imagine it'd be great. Doing a little the Q3 show podcast on the Q3 now podcast. sponsored by Netflix. That'd be great. Or Netflix sponsored by Q3 podcast. <laughs> That'll probably be the one. Yeah, probably. Anyway, go on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest year for them, and I think Ricardo got very triggered by it, hence the move. Um, and oh, I just I think they needed the change because. The Renault engine wasn't doing anything for them whatsoever. And yeah, it's good to have one driver placing, you know, first, second, third or whatever. And that was Verstappen for most of the year. But then to have a driver getting, what was it, five out of six DNFs in the last six races or something like that, you know, to have that, it's unacceptable. And it was all engine failures. It wasn't brakes. It wasn't suspension. It wasn't anything. It was just ERS, you know, power failure, just engine failure or whatever that was you know, bringing him down. And if you want to have a consistent team like Red Bull, who's probably the third... would he, You'd say they're the third biggest team. You know, you've got Mercedes and then you've got Ferrari and then it's Red Bull. And to have a team that's, you know, not performing in the Constructors' Championship, then, you know, what team do you have? Mm-hmm. And we definitely saw that yesterday, that there was no not much team, um, you know, togetherness solely because... Gasly got stuffed over in the uh, in the qualies. Yeah, I mean that that's another issue in itself. The fact that <laughs> Red Bull only gave Gasly the one uh, lap in Q1, yep. and of course he ended up finishing in 17th because of that final minute drama where everyone was just getting quicker lap, quicker lap, quicker lap, quicker lap. It was ridiculous. Kvyat posted a fastest lap as, for, at a random. Yeah, and then ridiculous. Lando Norris got second. Yeah, and was, everyone was just like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, it was fantastic. So um, that's what Colin is all of, about. In terms of the Honda move being a masterstroke, from my point of view, again, early to tell. 
early to tell, obviously, too early to tell because um, it is the first race of the season. But, I mean, the fact that Honda, sorry, Red Bull have the chance of partnering with Honda and becoming a works team, obviously, it's huge. I think this and is going to be a good season for them. they've got third at the Australian Grand Prix. Um, Which and is overtaking a Ferrari yeah. on a, a very hard track to overtake. I think that speaks the youngest good science ever for world them. champion, the youngest ever race winner. Yeah, like you know, it works. It's it's pretty good. It works. All right, let's move towards the middle of the, um, I guess the the pack. Yep. We'll talk about the midfield battle. Who's going to win it, mate? Because obviously Haas got that sixth position with Magnussen. Renault in seventh. You got the uh, Racing Point cars doing very well. And, of course, Toro Rosso uh, with Danny Kvyat holding off Pierre Gasly for that entire race. I mean, yep. Gasly kind of threw absolutely everything at him. And Kvyat, of course, who is... It's quite ironic because he was a former Red Bull driver. Yep. Was able to hold him off. So, who takes it? And, of course, we can't forget about um, Alfa Romeo as well. Kimi Raikkonen finishing in this. So... I'm very surprised by Alfa Romeo. I mean, Giovinazzi finished fourth in Q1. Mm. Like you know, that's that's unheard of. And you've and, and they then, were posting, you know, in the 17, 18, P18 last year. Yeah. And they've got him finishing in the top ten. Despite um, Giovinazzi finishing fifteenth, there was an incredible battle that he had with was it Grosjean and who's who's the other one? I've just forgotten who the other driver was. There was fighting. He held him off for ages. Grosjean. No, Grosjean overtook him after it. Who was the one before that? Was wasn't it, it, was, it wasn't Gasly, was it? Was it Lando Norris? Yeah, it was Norris. Yeah, Lando Norris. I, he held him off for I about 10 laps. I that, love that battle between Norris. He he, he held him off, Giovinazzi, yeah. for about 10 laps. It was fantastic. It was an entertaining uh, battle because, you know, they're going for points. They're going for one point, two points, mm. and they're, you know, fanging it around the corners and doing everything they can. And then, you know, Norris in his first Formula One race to overtake. And that overtake was stylish. Speaking of overtakes, I'll get, we'll get into... You know, actually, no. We'll get into overtakes right now. Yeah, we boy. saw a lot. We saw a lot of overtakes, obviously, aided by DRS. Yep. Is this season going to the most... Are we going to see the most overtakes that we have had in a while? No, Purely because of DRS, or do you think it's no. because of the regulations? Front wing. The front rear wing. wing. Yeah. I mean, they specifically put those modifications in and specifications so then they'd be more overtaking and more competitive racing. The thing, though, about that was that it was expected that the cars would be slower this year. And why I talk about the DRS specifically is because the DRS now, the flap at the back is wider. It's wider. Which so means more they get more speed. Yeah. They have about, I think it's a 35-kilometer speed increase. Yep. Qualifying this year quickest we've ever seen there was a new lap record yeah, yeah. the cars are supposed to be slower it's, they, it's they DRS were, they it were really to. wrong for me there can't be anything else other than DRS the, well, I mean, the main probably. reason why they are that much quicker so I think because of this DRS the overtaking this year when we get to a track that's going to be it won't be Monaco I mean if, if we can see overtakes in Monaco then that would be absolutely fantastic but you're not going to I'm, I'm but, getting a vibe as any poor Ricard Paul Ricard, the French. Yep. That's a I good don't know track. why, but I can just... You can see it. I can see lots you're of right. overtakes. Whichever track's got the most DRS zones, I think you're going to see the most overtakes. I mean, obviously, that oh, speaks Melbourne's for itself. Oh, Melbourne's got three. We've got three. We've got three, but 
it's does a anyone very, else very have three? tight circuit. It's a very tight circuit. There'll be a lot of Grand Prix with we we we've got to do our research on that. We've got yeah, lots we'll of research. It's we'll, early in the season. We'll come back to you next Monday on that. Anyway, um, back to my first question for you, James. Who's going to win the midfield battle? Early prediction. As much as I don't want to say it, Haas, because they are driving mm. like a team. When you see them go for qualifying, both yeah. cars are out together. Yeah. There's no displacement. They're together. The both drivers get on along with each other. You know, the the, the team boss is an absolute god. He's a yep. cult hero. I a watch the Netflix documentary. Yeah, and then, and then you'll understand. Yeah, Netflix sponsor us. Um, yeah. I mean, you you can't. I've been you know, P one, FP two, FP three, and then. All qualifying, they were just together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you've got a team that works together, you're going to get good results. Yeah. Like, there's no two ways about it. I was going to say Haas, but I think now I'm going to go with Renault. No, of course now, you are. Here we go. Yeah, well, I do have my <laughs> Renault t shirt on right now anyway. Yeah, I forgot mine. But, um, I mean, Hulkenberg to come from 11th on the grid to finish in 7th, pretty good. And obviously, Danny Rick was going to go up to maybe about 10th after that first kind of, had he not hit that gutter and got off track. You can't have those gutters, man. Well, like, if you're going to have a. My old man raised a good point. Yeah, okay. Why didn't Daniel Ricciardo, prior to the race, realise there's a gutter there? Don't think he did. It's on his right side, the side that he's going to start the Grand Prix. Why did he not have a walk around the track and see, okay, there's a potential thing? So. My old man's onto something there. He's not as dumb as he looks, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you what know, about that? Your I old mean, man's, that's, um, that's, that's, I, I, that's, if you look at it, the way um, Ricardo tried to overtake Perez in the racing point car, Perez gave him heaps of room. Yeah. Ricardo definitely didn't need to go that wide, so I think he overcompensated. It, it, it was the wider front wings. Yeah. If it was, he, had, he had plenty of room, but for him to go off and then for people to say, oh, that guy shouldn't have been there, whatever. Of course it shouldn't have been there. Whatever. I mean, that should be covered. But yep. it's the racing driver and even the team's responsibility to know, Oi, Danny, look, there's a gutter on the right-hand side. If you ever do get tangled up, steer clear of it because you're going to stuff your front wing up. Yep. And that's what he did. So just obliterated it. It is just, this has got nothing to do with Perez's, I mean, not giving him enough space. He had plenty of space. Yeah. Everything's got to go on Danny Rick there, unfortunately. It's hard yep. to me to say, and Renault. So I think still, though, the calibre of a driver that Daniel Ricciardo is, that is why Renault will be the best midfield team. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo in races, yep. there is no other better, there's no other driver who is better than him on the grid. Well, I, I don't think you can argue that. No, you, I mean, c- you can't. The overtakes that he does, if you put him in a Mercedes car, yep. he wins it. He wins every Grand Prix. I mean, does us it, even, even, if he, even if he has a bad start, he'll win it because he'll just overtake people. Us as uh, you know, loyal Daniel Ricciardo official fan group members. Yeah, uh, not you know, biased at all, but no, it, it's true. Or, or, it's undeniable. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of overtakes he does, it's ridiculous. And he's the so, um, he's the dive bomb king. Yeah. As they like, or, or what was that? The, the late send breaking it. something. He just sends it. <laughs> send right, it. We're going to do one final talking point from the Grand Prix, and that is the bonus point for the quickest lap of the Grand Prix. Are we a yes or a no on this? I'm like in the middle. I'm a yes. I think I'm a yes. I mean, oh, Valtteri, the race winner, got the yeah. um, the bonus point, so he moves eight points clear of Lewis Hamilton. I think it's gonna. 
blow. This will determine the championship. Oh, no, I'm literally just about to say that. Yeah. Because it'll determine when, it. And when that's you, good. When like you think it. about it, it's going to, if it's, all right, look, let me set the scene for you, okay? Yeah, go. Close your eyes. Just imagine this, all right? You're in Abu Dhabi and Hamilton's in the lead, Vettel's second, and Hamilton's so far got the got the points and he's got the extra point and he's going to cement his win. Yeah. But Vettel needs 18 points to clinch the title. He needs 18, right? Which is obviously he needs that one quicker lap. And there's nothing no one can do about it. No one can do anything about it except for Vettel just, you know, sending it. If it happens, it's no one else's fault. No one can do anything about it. It's just pure skill. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest thing about it. But I don't know how people are going to take it. That's why I'm amazed. There's a better thing about it, though, because they were talking, I think it was Valtteri was talking about, look, I'm about 20 seconds clear. Is it worth bringing me in for a pitch stop so I can get new tyres so I can get the quickest lap? And then they're like, no, 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 don't risk it. And he's yeah, like, you know what? Nah, I'm, nah, I'm going. Yeah, and, and he just obviously just went for it's it. Like, I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm boxing. Yeah, Give me new tyres, I'm going. I'm well, sending he, it. He didn't box. But didn't he box? No, you're kidding, right? No. He didn't box. Man, all right, here, here's the thing. Do you, you, you understand how disconnected you are, even though you're literally two metres from the pit lane? Yeah. The fans feel so disconnected this year. That's the one thing about this Grand Prix that I didn't like. There was no um, sound. There was you couldn't hear the uh, race commentary over the over the cars. We well, didn't get it to a good spot. That's why you got to you got to find a spot where there's a TV screen. And we were right commentary. next to a TV screen where we were on Friday. Yep, that's the spot. All right. Okay. Anyway, for, for ignore, context, ignore James's. for context, it's the best uh, corner in the um, in the what do you call it? Australian Grand Prix. Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. That corner's the best. Hell yeah. Get around it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it's a yes. It's going to be great. I'd like to... It'd be interesting just to see cars in the top 10 just purely get a stop. (laughs) So they could get new tyres and, you know, who knows. All right. Unfortunately, we have gone a little bit over time. So we will get to our comments from the F1 official fan group next Monday because, of course, we will be previewing the next Grand Prix, which is the Bahrain Grand Prix on Sunday. I'm kind of happy about that, though. 31st of March. Because there's no comments. There's literally no comments whatsoever. There's comments down there, James. If I'm an official fan group, pick your game up. Come on, let's go. Bar range next week. There's comments there. Anyway, until next week. Actually, no. Before we get to that, it's been a pleasure, James. Always. 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 Beautiful. Of course, we'll be back next Monday. Anyway, until next Monday, we'll catch you at the front of the grid.